0: This is an audio recording of Confidence, Choice Fatigue, and How Owning Your Choices Builds Better Relationships, an article from Surviving 20-something. Raise your hand if you've had this conversation before. Where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Nah, I asked you. You choose. I don't care. Well, you must want something. Do you want to go to Five Guys? Not really. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Ad nauseum nothing makes me want to put my head through the wall faster than this conversation and it's one i've had dozens if not hundreds of times on both sides and then something changed this year i decided i was going to own my decisions whether or not they were raving successes or piles of hot garbage and you know what happened my relationships changed i got more confident with each decision I got more vulnerable, but also had better connections with the people around me, because that's how vulnerability works, folks. I learned more, I saw more, I did more, all because I was willing to take lots of very tiny risks. Because honestly, most of these decisions are tiny on an infinitesimal scale. Whose life was ever changed by a choice in a restaurant? So why do so many of us have these asinine conversations, which I'm pretty sure no one enjoys? Why do we play this game with one another where we are both unwilling to commit to one choice over another, even though I'm convinced we all have an option we're secretly rooting for? Firstly, fear, because when isn't fear involved? Number one, bad things will sometimes come of your choices. I promise, but bad things will come regardless. It's how you deal with them that matters. Avoiding choices will in no way keep unfortunate life circumstances at bay. In fact, avoiding making choices, difficult or otherwise, will probably only compound any issues you fear occurring. Procrastination makes literally nothing better. Have you learned nothing from undergrad all-nighters? There are two things you need to consider here. The first is that there is much less to fear from your choices if you lower your expectations. Because we have so many options these days, our expectations are sky high. If we have 163 dish soap options to pick from, one of them must be the ideal dish soap, right? And when it's not, we're disappointed. Now, this might be a trivial example, but this could be applied to nearly everything. You applied to six different universities out of dozens of options. Therefore, one of these universities should be the university of your dreams, except perfect doesn't exist no matter how many options were given. Okay, maybe if we were actually given infinite options, but I don't math, so let's just stay away from that. If we stop expecting perfect, we stop feeling so let down by the outcomes of our choices. The second thing to keep in mind is that you only have control over your choice, not what comes of it. I know that probably makes you want to slap me, which wouldn't be particularly stoic of you, now would it? But it's an inescapable fact. Making a choice is like pushing a little paper boat out to sea. Once it's left your hands, it's up to the wind what happens. Once you see where you're going, you can decide what it is that you want to do. And then you make another choice and another choice and another, and it's turtles all the way down. Which, by the way, was such a good read and I highly recommend it. Number two, lack of confidence is also a problem here. Past me, let's call her Dana 1.0, would have been petrified of making choices, big or small. What if I make the wrong one? What if the movie I pick sucks and they laugh at me? What happens if the restaurant I choose sucks? And they laugh at me. You can see where this is going here. Nothing horrified me more than the idea that the choice I made would somehow lead to someone else's displeasure or lack of enjoyment, and they would blame me for it and cast me aside. No one said this is logical, let's be honest. Abandonment, ridicule, judgment. When we choose, we're vulnerable. A good thing. We're saying, I like this, and I hope you do too. We open ourselves up to just a tiny bit of rejection, and that's scary. So we say we don't care. We pretend we don't have an opinion or preference. Two things are happening here. A, there are too many available choices and it becomes impossible to decide what is best, the paradox of choice, easy solution here. And B, we're pretending we don't care. So as not to have to own our decision, a less easy solution, but probably the more common problem although I could be projecting here. The solutions? Number three, narrow your choices. Yes, choice fatigue really is a thing. We are faced with hundreds of little decisions to make every single day, with hundreds of options presented in each scenario. The result? We get stuck, unable to decide which of the options will be best for us, all the while having sky-high expectations. With so many choices, one of them will be the perfect match for us, right? If you're interested in exploring this idea more, I highly recommend checking out a short but impactful TED talk by Barry Schwartz. So the simple solution here is to narrow your choices intentionally. Whether you're the choice maker or the choice giver, this guiding principle will make your life so much easier. Tell those presenting you with options to give you fewer choices from which to pick, and then just pick one. Worst case, it's not that great and you've learned something new, like how to avoid the Thai food place where you got food poisoning on your birthday. A scenario could go like this. Lovely person A, hey, let's get food. Greek or Italian? Spectacular person B, I'm not so fond of Greek, Italian it is. If you're the one offering a choice, you could follow the scenario above or if you're feeling particularly brave, offer only one option, like so. Lovely person A, hey, I'm really craving pizza. Wanna come with me to my favorite place? Spectacular person B, absolutely. This works much better than asking someone where they want to go for dinner when you've had a raging pizza craving for the past four days and you're hoping that they stumble upon pizza as their option of choice. Number four, practice making and owning small decisions and then try for bigger ones. If you're used to pushing decisions off on other people like I was, this will take some time. It will take some time to feel comfortable with putting your opinions out there and leaving yourself a little bit open for rejection and a lot open to learning from the mistakes that will come from owning your decisions. Yeah, you get to own the mistakes too. You'll notice here I've mostly been talking about simple things that don't really have massive impacts on our lives, food, movie choice, etc. But practicing owning these choices will help you when you've got real life-changing decisions on the line. You don't want something that is really going to have a great impact on your life being in someone else's hands because you are too chicken shit to take control yourself. When someone at work asks you what you think the next step will be for an important project, you're better equipped to tell them what you think. When you're trying to decide whether or not to stick with a job you hate or pursue a business interest, you own that decision you know is right in your gut rather than deferring to someone else. When a relationship is failing, you take action to move things forward rather than waiting for the other person to act, which, speaking from personal experience, may never happen. Things will sometimes suck. They will suck whether you choose them or they happen to you involuntarily. Having the confidence to make choices means that your relationships are not going to be one-sided. It means you're both allowing yourselves to be vulnerable, get out there, and let yourself be seen, whether it's with friends, family, or romantic interest. And that confidence is magnetic. Just ask yourself which person you would rather be spending time with. The person who carries on that nonsensical waste of time conversation. You choose. No, you choose. Or the person who says, I would love to take you to my favorite restaurant. Do you want to come? If the people around you care about you, they will be happy to spend time around you, even if you take them to see Transformers 8, even if you order shitty Greek food, maybe you will even laugh about it together. Maybe you will pick their new favorite restaurant or take them on the best vacation of their lives. You never know unless you decide.